0: Well, hello. My name is comedian August O'Neill, and I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio. Currently residing here in Hot Ass uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and like I'm definitely a Midwest Midwest girl, but I love it out here because I can thaw out and be, be myself. Really, I'm chilling.
1: What, what What got you to Arizona, and what kept you there?
0: Oh, well, I was running. You know, what I mean, like I had a bad breakup, and I was like, "I'm out, bitch. Fuck you." <laughs> like that's pretty much what happened. I went to LA first. And I was like, I'm too Hollywood for Ohio anyways. And then I get to Hollywood and they're like, uh, you too Ohio. You to <laughs> you? Minute, that ain't how this is supposed to work. I'm supposed to be famous. So, and back in Ohio looking my wounds, my ex-boyfriend, I was like, I'm out. Transferred my old job to Phoenix and stayed here. And started dancing and kept dancing on Soul Train. So between here and uh, Phoenix, I was dancing on Soul Train and then working my jobs and that's it. That when, was my life.
1: When did you get into comedy? Because I don't know this story. I don't know when you started, why you started oh,
0: okay,
1: and how long you've been doing it.
0: Well, I actually got into comedy. I started taking uh, like those comedy showcase classes in 2013, January 2013. Uh, mainly because the year before, my I, I had just had my baby. He was like 2011. And then the year before or after that, my dad committed suicide. So I was going through like custody issues. You know, you're in like a dark place and all that stuff. And I said, you know what? Before I kill somebody, let me get on stage. And this might be cheaper than therapy because I know what it's like to be in a dark place and to come out of it. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I just if I can help make someone laugh for about 15, 20 minutes then I've done my job. But I've always been funny. I've always been been into entertainment and doing stuff. This is just the outlet I was not expecting. And it works. It's really, I guess who I am. You know, I, I get to be me. I get to wear my little blamed out outfits. I get to be me.
1: <laughs> if, if you have not been to August O'Neill's show, her outfits is easily one of the best parts. You said it wasn't okay. what you expected. What what were you expecting? Like, uh, when you moved to L.A. or just in general,
0: like, I, I Dude, see this, doing like, like, real talk, I thought I was going to be famous. Mary Michael Jackson or somebody <laughs> else. Who like, these was my plans. You know what I'm saying? And that's not what happened. I dated a few actors, dated different things, but comedy just ended up being a calling. Like, I worked for Universal Studios for two years. I was Scooby Doo. About oh, what? The kid, yeah, I was Scooby Doo for two years. So that helped me to be. But you know, the universe has a way of preparing you for something that you don't know that you're being prepared for. So I'm in this costume, animated as hell, because can't nobody see me. And that same stuff comes out on stage. The exact same stuff comes out on stage. So, I mean, I just, I wasn't expecting to be part of comedy. Comedy just found me. That was really about it. After I started taking those classes, I was like, I don't know if I'm funny. And I got up there and did something. And Gene Moore was my comedy coach, who's now a really good friend. And then um, it was Gene Moore and and, uh, Ernesto Ortiz and like Tom Sims. I met different people and they really helped me. Like, it's not that you're not funny. You're just not confident. I was like, yeah, I I don't know what I'm doing. But the next so, year after that is when I branched out into my comedy superhero outfits.
1: <laughs> what, was there anything that inspired it or you were just like, I'm about to kill these bitches with this?
0: <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I mean, pretty much because that's just I don't I don't know how to day when you've been to a concert. Do they not come out in their concert wear? like I don't expect Beyonce to ever come out and perform in Adidas or a sweatsuit? or Michael Jacks, like, I I didn't want to do that because that's not what I saw, that's not how I grew up any concert I went to, new edition had on outfits so, I'm a catsuit person I love bling, I love Liberace and Elvis and all that stuff, and James Brown, I'm doing it I don't want to be an entertainer and just be up there in a t-shirt and jeans that's just, that's never been me like, I'll practice in some stuff <laughs> I may do a little showcase, but ever since then they, uh-uh, you ain't gonna see that no, no <laughs> how, how many cat
1: suits do you have? Is that, Has that question ever been asked?
0: Yes, yeah, several times. I am now down to 55. I actually found them yesterday because I've given away a lot and shoes. This is, this I'm is giving so away good a good lot. Good. I'm not like 100, 100 <laughs> pairs of shoes. Huh? So you know who good. Raymond is. You know Raymond Earl, right?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, Raymond. Oh,
0: He has most of my cat suits.
1: Oh, my true. <laughs>
0: He is a hot mess. He had like three or four of them. Then I give him away to Goodwill. Then I've given away to people in the audience who said, "Hey, I really like your so outfit. Where'd you get it from?" I'm like, "What's your address? <laughs> <laughs> i just send it." They be like, "Uh." <laughs> that's like that's like at sports,
1: you know, uh, exactly. That just takes off their jersey at the end of the the game that's and gives it to
0: a kid. Like that's that's dope. now you see the method. Now you see the method to the madness. Lecinski got one too. I got one. <laughs> I gave
1: Mary Upchurch one. These are all in uh, in Arizona, and uh, yeah. a lot of them kind of started around the same time. You, you said something that I didn't want to breeze by. You say you lost your father. Yeah. Um, what was your relationship like with your father when he was still alive, and do do you have a close relationship with your mother? Like, how does that help mold you into the mom that you are?
0: Oh yeah, no, my dad. We were all we were really close. It's, after my dad had his kidney transplant surgery, it's like it took a toll on his mind mentally. And I think he just became schizophrenic and you got all these drugs in your system. He went from making six figures to sending a text after 39 years saying I quit. So we knew something was wrong. You know what I mean? Like something was up. And he kept telling us, like, I guess it put him into a depression. But we were a really close knit family. But after my dad left, it's like you can tell where who the glue of the family was. So we see each other like. My dad's like the uncles and I but it ain't like how it used to be. So, yeah, there's a void there definitely, and he only got to hold his grandson like once. He was only like five or six months old. So, yeah, my mom's still like uh, we still very close. She thinks she's cuter to me, but you know I ain't gonna say nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> she try. She like, um, excuse me. If we're going to Peru this year, ah, you better be in the gym because I'm wearing my bikini. I'd be like, I just hang up. <laughs> <laughs> and then like your mama trying to try to show you on instagram be like mm, i know you ain't where i would be like oh god
1: i'm not sure where you were for for
0: new year's but were you all booed up on on a beach yeah, I, <laughs> where was I, this i took my guy to, i took my guy to hawaii yes wow <laughs> was, uh,
1: i've never been like was this your first time
0: no, this is actually cry, my right. this is actually my third time. The first two times I went out performed and so this time it was more of a vacation. He'd never been, so I was like, I'm taking him. I'm trying to take him everywhere if he acts right. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> we met in July of last year and we made it official in October of last year. So it's still pretty new, but, but like I wasn't ready to date or be in a relationship again after that last situation so I stayed single for two years and you know people say you gotta heal and all that stuff and then COVID all that stuff COVID happened it was great I was like Shut, I ain't do nothing I'll travel like you said all I did was travel and I kicked it I had dates every now and then wasn't nothing serious but when it was time for me to really to say okay this is what I would like to do and then have a partner he, was, he came along I met him in July so I'm not gonna turn. I wasn't gonna turn it away. <laughs> like I did it. Like you know, what I mean, like I did everything I was supposed to do. I I ain't got no baggage. You, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, I'm good here. And I told myself, you got the best version of me right now. He's like, I still don't like how you dress. He's Nigerian. <laughs> <100%. laughs> did you
1: Did you but, meet in person? Was or was it online?
0: Yeah, in per- In person. I was just at the beach. Uh, my cousin. We were just talking about today. My cousin Kenya and I we were at a restaurant called Icon on South Beach and he kept looking at me him and his friends and I said what are you looking at he's looking at me or the food he's like well both and I said oh hey how you doing <laughs> <laughs> you know they I was all, it's like what you looking at <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh you checking, checking me out wait a minute hold on let me act right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: he said um February is your birthday month. What what day was your birthday or is your birthday? Twenty six. Twenty six. Oh, okay.
0: So this this be a
1: good time to uh to plug and talk about this show that you got going on. When when I think about the ten years, I think about that that split of just doing it for fun, you know, being a hobbyist and, and enjoying making people laugh, and then it transitions into. Okay, this is a career. Like this is how you make money, this is how you hustle, this is how you, you know, yeah. take it. Um my first question is um, when did you have that moment where it it transitioned into something more for you? And um yeah, please please let us let us know and, and talk about this show that's coming up for you um on the is it is it on your actual birthday? No, it's
0: on the 24th. 24th. All right. Yeah, I started com—I never uh, started comedy and said this was going to be a hobby. Not one time. I got into it to make sure this was something long-term because this is what I wanted to do was Mm -hmm. be on stage, perform, travel, make people laugh, and make some money. I've been trying to get rich and famous since I was five. This was not a hobby for me. If it was, I'd just be doing open mics all day and sitting here sucking somebody's thumb. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It was never. When I say never, it was never planned to be a hobby. Not one time. So I've just been trying to transition to be famous because I'm popular right now, but, you know, famous pays. <laughs> <better>. <laughs> we all popular, you know what I mean? So, um, but the show is uh, my friend Goldie from Flavor of Love. So we've been cool. I met her a few years ago when I first performed at the world famous comedy store in L.A. And we talked, I said, you know, this one dude, I used to date, said we look like twins. And people were like, y'all do look alike. She was like, hey, guys okay she just kind of what you know she's crazy she's so funny and I just love her energy so we met and I always stayed in contact with her following you know social media helps you connect stay connected to people and I told her I said hey once all this COVID stuff is done I said we getting on the road we traveling we doing something I said I know how to produce shows I'm keeping in touch but I don't burn bridges with people and I stay in contact you know I'm very professional and I will fight if I have to, but I'm still, for the most part, very professional. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Day <laughs> But they see, like, I'm about my business, plain and simple. So, and then I met Gina uh, when she hosted the, I was in the Memphis Urban Last Festival last year. It was like my second time. I love it. That's like one of the best festivals. And um, I met her and I was like, man, this girl is dope. I used to see her back in L.A., but... You know, when you see people and you're like, why didn't you blow up? Like, why is this other person out here like this and you still the funniest, one of the funniest ones to me? Like, I don't get it. I was like, nah. I was like, nah, I gotta give her a platform. Not like I'm all powerful, but I know how I move. And when I see people who should be moving like that or seeing to me that I think really are funny as shit, nah, we gonna try to do something. And that's, that was really about it. It was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. And then I got my girl, of course, Aisha, my sister, host, and I wasn't gonna, like, I ain't going to never let that go. <laughs> that's my dog. So that's family. And then Lamar's on the show. And we just talked about playing a whole trip to uh, Hawaii for all the comedians. Like We talking about like, September, like Labor Day, let's go. And they're like, oh, I ain't got no money. You ain't got no money. <laughs> you ain't got no money. So, but yeah, that show is about to be fire. It's that stir crazy? February 24th. And I'm really excited. It's my third show I produced. Because the first two were in Ohio at the Funny Bone and then this one here. And I've never produced one here. I just performed here. But this is my first one here, so I'm very excited. What
1: What made you decide this was the show to finally produce in
0: Arizona? I'm telling you, as things pop up in my mind, it's like the universe be like, you know you can do this right here, right? And I was like, fuck, let me go and try to do this right here. <laughs> And I mean, that, I had just performed that "Stir Crazy" with Lamar, and then that idea popped in my head. Like, man, I'm trying. You know what? And it, lit, it literally happened on like that day after I performed at Lamar. What was that? Like the tenth or twelfth something. The next day, I was already like I'm firing off the emails. Like, hey, we gonna do this? I got three dates. Where y'all want to do? Three cities. Let's start with Phoenix, and then go to Seattle, and then now we can try to get Dallas. So I'm trying to do the cities that they are in where they have the connections to. It just makes sense. So,
1: You said Memphis is your favorite comedy festival. Where's your favorite state or place to perform?
0: I would have to say New York is my favorite. But Paris, I had a lot of fun because there was a language barrier. They just laughed at everything. They probably didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Really <laughs> and I actually had on an Adidas outfit for that one because I was not supposed to perform. Uh, but I'll tell you, the hardest audience for me was really in the beginning when I first started was black women. Even my mom, one time when I first started, she was like, I don't know why the sisters don't like you. She said, I guess you have to come out here and be ugly. <laughs> I said, oh, that that will never happen. <laughs> well,
1: that, that's very, that's very interesting. Do you, yeah. Do you feel like it had more to do with your appearance or material? Yes.
0: Appearance. Appearance. Yeah. They would sit out there across their arms, look at the dude like, oh, you bet and that laugh. Like, that's how they used to act. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they used to. And the material, because then they finally loosen up. You know, what I mean, like, God, man, it's, a, it's a comedy show. I,
1: I feel like you, you, you just naturally draw attention with with your presence. But how do you yeah. juggle the 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 positive and negative reactions?
0: Negative reactions are not said to my face. <laughs> ah. anything else like it's not going. Let me check my credit score. Let me check my checking account. I think everything's intact. I have never. Like I tell people this all the time, you never have to seek validation from other people for your happiness and how you feel. I never have. So there's really nothing that they can say to me that's going to bother me except unless it comes to my kids or my family. But to me, I'm like, OK, is that all you got? Like, give me something new. Yeah, I'm always naked on stage. OK, and I've been naked since I was five. My parents didn't tell you that there ain't nothing to change. <laughs> 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 but I can't help it who I am and who I like to be. thats the, I'm not going to change, really, for anybody. That's probably why I'm going to end up single in two weeks. <laughs> in two weeks? <laughs> Just make up and break up on the podcast. <laughs> right. It, it's like, but I don't really get negative attention. I don't really get negative anything, at least not to my face. But people like the sisters now, they come, girl, that outfit, girl. I'm telling you, it's like totally different. Once they've matured, women have matured, it's different. I think People have to, I don't know, I think it's all this crap on Instagram has people just jacked up how women are supposed to look and feel, act, blah, 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 blah. Man, get out of here. I'm coming out here in my cat suit, maybe one titty out, and you going to laugh at all this. <laughs> and Sometimes it falls out. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it falls out, and i be talking and making jokes about it. Like, y'all done seen National Geographic before. Gone now. Gone. They be tired
1: Like, yeah. this one is crazy. You know what? I I would have to, I would have to commend you for having extreme confidence. That's, that's something that I think is, is a game changer when you can be incredibly comfortable on stage, you know, supremely confident. And I think that trickles over to likability. It's like, we like this person. This person thinks they're the shit. We now think they're the shit. So,
0: exactly like people actually like me so that's the that's the good thing but it hasn't always been where i had so much confidence until i get day day you know how many times you know me i hide in the green room i'm like oh no i can't i got anxiety let me sit back here don't talk to me i turn into comedy zilla i should tell you i'm like oh shit i'm about to throw up let me turn on this james brown movie real quick (laughs) and get going like, it'll be like that, but this year I told myself I wouldn't. I was going to try not. I was going to try to combat it, and so far I have. In that first show I did with uh, Lamar Mitchell, that's still crazy. Was the first time where I didn't feel like I had to have where I had anxiety after he sat in the audience and watched oh, and wow. relaxed.
1: First time. So, so like, no matter if I eat within like a tw- <laughs> twelve hour oh, um, sh- time period, I'm going to throw up, no matter what I eat. Yeah. Um, it just, it just happens and it has happened. And I, I try to like, <laughs> I try, I've tried everything. Um, mm-hmm. and if I'm, if I'm doing an extended amount of time, like if I, if I'm featuring or headlining, I do like to be separate from the, yeah. the room, the laughs. I do like to kind of hide in the, in the green room if there is one or just yeah. be by myself on my headphones. If it's a, you know, t- you know, a set where you know I don't mind sitting out in the in the crowd and 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 watching and participating in that way. But if I'm if I'm putting in work, I like to I like to get mentally prepared. Is is there anything exactly. you is there anything that you like to do to get you prepared for a show?
0: Oh yeah, like of course I hit the gym. I hit the gym every day. But I remember this comedian named Redbone told me he said I'll never listen. Nobody sets not ever. So that's another thing that I, I do most of the time until recently until that last show but I don't listen to people set because if they have a joke that's similar to yours you're going to get in your own head and you might try to switch it up or change it he said don't because that's, that's why I don't listen to nobody sets or perform on any like when I'm on a show and I'm like you know what that's smart so I made sure I didn't do that either and but no mentally I like to get prepared and then the gym and then I'll practice my set for like two or three weeks like I'm ready for anything and then wow yeah two or three weeks because I'm I'm always changing up something I got my dancers you know we gotta practice
1: (laughs) I did forget about the
0: dancers (laughs) yeah I got my dancers I'll be going over my set and I'll be I'll be like all right August now someone might throw this shit at you and then I'll be ready and then it would be something totally opposite they throw at me and I'm still ready you know what I mean so that's but it's mainly I like to prep, prep my body prep my mind prep my set I'm like Beyonce when it comes to that, how she practiced for nine months. I practiced probably for like three weeks, but it's down to the minute most of the time. Unless I got an improv and have, you know, engage with the audience. That's when it's really fun, too, when I engage with the audience. Because I say stuff I don't expect.
1: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you do too,
0: You know what I mean? You do, too. And you'll go home. You'll be like, damn, that was pretty good. I need to write that shit down. I know you do. We all do it.
1: Oh, absolutely i
0: i, I spent
1: yeah. I spent the greater part of 2020 and and last year not using a traditional set list. Like I I, I write 200. things down that I want to do and perform, but I, I've done more crowd work and riffing the last two years than I have, um, yeah, in the entirety. And and it it's it's done two things for me. It's made me. Like a you know better improv, just on my feet, quick wit. Like it, yep. it made me be really great in the moment, but it also made me a lazy writer. Like I would be like, "Fuck these jokes," <laughs> you know. <laughs> like I ain't gotta write shit down. <laughs> I am oh, no, just saying, I'm doing like 40 minutes and doing two to three jokes and and having a great set and going through mat- like not material, but going through stories and and bits that I've never really. Um, shared on stage so it's it's been it's been a really fun two years but now I'm now I'm back to combining both material and exactly
0: Exactly. yeah like no like even Gene Moore he said you don't have to write jokes August you write your premise and the jokes come and that helped that helped too because I've been telling talking about stuff or most of my jokes comes from Come from life or my friends. My friends are the comedians. I'm just the messenger. I'm just the one on stage. You know what I mean? So, my friend was talking about having, about why can't we just have a COVID vaginal suppository? I'm like, hey, bitch, I'm writing that down. writing <laughs> <laughs> a whole, whole little thing around that shit. So, I say stuff like that. Shout out to Stephanie. Oh, wait. It was Ed, Ed at American Airlines. So, yeah, I say stuff like that. And I mean, it's just different things that happened but yeah. yeah i prepare i prepare premises now i don't necessarily write jokes yeah. but you know i noticed a lot of the stuff i'll be coming up with i see it on instagram i'm like who the fuck is in my head like who is writing these memes and i'm writing jokes down and i'll be laughing i'd be like fuck it i might just start using instagram
1: <laughs> like, yeah. yeah i would say i would say about a couple of years ago when when memes really popped you mm-hmm. would have Full ass joke on a meme. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've I've spent time working these. I've been shopping yes. them at m- open mics and like it's <laughs> literally the same thing. And it's funnier because it's just it's a, it's it's almost like a one liner because it's just hitting people yeah. as they scroll their fucking phone as opposed to being on stage working the <laughs> working the setup and so yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I still do them though. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Like we live in a we live in a Instagram social media. TikTok, you <laughs> know, like world where, you know, everybody is is essentially putting out um,
0: comedy, some th- some type of comedy. I just people are like, oh, you need to get on TikTok, you'd be rich and famous by now. I'm like, yeah, but you don't. Like, I don't think people get it. It's not. I want to be rich and famous, but not because you saw me on TikTok rubbing breadcrumbs on my on my ankle or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> watch that video. Oh <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs>
1: Bread girl uh, on my ankle. <laughs> yeah, that's like, like that, an only fans like, That's a that's a specialty. Huh? That's a specialty <laughs> category of, of tuning in and watching <laughs> women rub yeah, I was like,
0: these real, real folks. I was like, they don't get to go on tour and do that. And this is what I am trying to do. I would love to open for like Adele, Cat Williams. You know, I am saying Bridget Everett, just pretty much anybody at this point. But people I like, now Different things like and that and me being on TikTok necessarily doing stupid shit. is I don't know. It could work. It may not work, but I'm more about the old school way. I know. I guess I'm just backwards that way. So.
1: No, I, I don't think it's backwards at all. I think that's just I, I, I want to say saying true to you, but I think it's just essentially what figuring out that that thing that works best for your brand, because. Yeah. What What, hap- what works for this comedian? And that person doesn't necessarily translate. And like what you're saying, like, yeah just because you know that that's an avenue or a lane i don't necessarily need to go down that one right like yeah. I'm not, i don't have to do what everybody's doing or more importantly i don't have to use every facet or outlet i just need to do the ones that, that really work toward yeah. uh, who i I'm, am I'm
0: right now, if i get on tiktok you're gonna see me i'm probably gonna do like judge judy's word of the day that's what i thought about doing because i love me some judge judy and then you get <laughs> to see me go on yeah, stage in my that, you know, and that. that's really about it. But hey, before I get on stage, like I thought about it because I love just Judy. That's my girl. Watch her every day. <laughs> so for past twenty years, she's part of my part of my life, man. So it's like before I get on stage, let me leave you with this word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's <part laughs> probably my like it's gonna be so boring and regular. They were like, this one is.
1: <laughs> I, I, I will. I will admit, I, I do love me some Judy, but I have not watched her. New show. Have you watched her new show?
0: I don't like it because bird isn't there, and it just feels so forced. <laughs> <laughs> you got a young new man. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, we don't like this one, Judy. We, but this is not bird. We gonna call him vulture. We don't like this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, it's been, like Judy and Betty White. And I'm like, I wonder how many black men has been through that because because I feel like they have, they've had some experiences.
0: And, you know, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. It's okay. I need the old school. You know, it's like Big Luther, Little Luther. We like Big Luther, so I like old. Ju- I like old Judy.
1: <laughs> I understand that completely. Um, uh, Thanks for making time. This has been so much fun. So but wait a minute. So I, how
0: does the comedy scene differ where you are at compared to Phoenix?
1: Oh, there there is no the no comedy scene. I feel like Phoenix. You know, ten years ago, comedy scene. Is very different than what it is now, and yeah. the the biggest thing that that I miss is the different pockets of comedy that is just mm-hmm. spread throughout the state. and in, in Iowa, where I'm at, there's essentially three, and the the only one worth really really talking about is just central Iowa, which is the Des Moines area. Um, yeah. However, there's a North Iowa scene, which is what I am, I guess part of and responsible for and then there's like a southern iowa which is like iowa city kind of close to in kitty corner to illinois so there's like a chicago and okay. and um, iowa city kind of swap but it's 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 insanely vanilla uh <laughs> which is why uh me and the other black comedians um sort of formed a company and and we started really working together to create opportunities for ourselves and others there is some talent here you know i it's one of the it's it's kind of like a midwest thing like mid you know midwest funny is not necessarily country funny like all throughout the country like these things would work these jokes would work so
0: very geographical very
1: and and we we got a chance to went to to go to austin texas last year for a comedy festival i was involved i just kind of tagged along and it was something beautiful about being in an area of of just funny talented comedians. Like we like I, I miss what that is. And mm-hmm. so um Iowa has it has some it has some things.
0: Minnesota has a stronger comedy yeah. scene or not, but Oh Minnesota. I have places I want to go. Minnesota is one of them. I said I just want to perform at first avenue. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't even know if they do comedy shows, but I would like to just go. And maybe get in Lake Minnetonka or some shit. I don't know. I'm prepared. <laughs> I
1: thought you were going to say, go, go to see Prince House. Like, that's where I thought you were.
0: Or- I'm already doing that. I told my friend Sarah, like, we need to buy the goddamn tickets as soon as I get a show. Sarah's my <laughs> road dog. I don't know if you know. Sarah Sarah be gone. Anytime I get shows close, she be out there. She's in Memphis and they was talking about white people this, white people that, cracking this. I was like, hey, 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 we ain't have too much more of that. <laughs> like, we about to fight them in this club. <laughs> So when you moved out there, what was it like when the wife said, Hey, we
1: roll in and he was like, uh, okay. Like what made you say? Yeah, we had our first kid and just being away from, um, the grandparents and and that was really the essential, like descending of, okay, Arizona, you know, I was no longer at the job that I had. It was really just like, okay, let's, let's go back closer to to home. And then we got here and I was like, yeah, I ain't got to pay rent. I'm like, let me start telling these jokes. You know, saying for a living, so it's been, it's been a, it's been a, a, great overall transition as far as like a chapter in our lives and having more kids and being done. Tell
0: me how you hated on me the first time, though. Tell so I ain't never forgot that. You know, I forgive you for it, but I ain't never forgot.
1: Oh, okay. So you know, th- this isn't. It's not even a long story, but I would love to uh, go back into this. So this was a. It was a comedy contest, which those are great at a club and the the comedy contest I don't know which year it was if it was their second or third or, or more than that and I know I participated I think in two of them and on the night that you performed there was a couple of other black comedians on there I know it was Darrell yeah. Johnson and I know Aisha Renee was on there yeah. and I thought there was somebody else and in 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 Arizona and in most places, it's it's always like, which black person are we most comfortable with? What, what, who's the black person that we we want to attach <laughs> our names with? And kind of what we've been talking about this whole time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, August is is different. She built different. She <laughs> got the cat suit. She like her whole presentation. I would assume makes a lot of white people nervous and. <laughs> I l- I love Daryl and I don't want this to come off wrong, but you know, Darrell, you know, he, he you know, he, he he's one of them. Like <laughs> I feel like he, he makes people he makes white people comfortable. Yeah. And so they they selected their comedians and um they selected I don't know who, who the other people that that were selected that night as well, but uh August got selected and I made a Facebook which, you know, in hindsight and looking back, the way I worded it was just completely wrong. My intentions was like Hey, I'm very surprised that this place chose August out of everybody else because I didn't think they looked at us as having a chance. Because every year, I feel like only one black person really gets kind of a step closer yeah. to, to the final. So, but the way I worded it was really wrong. I was like, I can't believe they chose this black person out of all the black yeah. people, I said something like that. And, uh, yeah, we had a conversation, and and here's here's the beauty about, in, in my opinion, here's the beauty about uh, our relationship and relationships with black comedians, when when it's when it's love and it's when it's when when you feel like you have a, a certain relationship, you can call people on it. You can like, what the what the yeah. fuck were you saying? Like, what did you mean? I didn't take it as that. And in yeah. other relationships, people will sweep it under the rug. They act like it never happened. They won't talk about it. And I felt like you were very direct in addressing how you felt about it and how your interpretation <laughs> of it was. And it really made me feel like, damn, okay, how I said it was completely wrong and I apologize. So, um, what else? Yeah, that was, I, I I got few calls. I was like, i heard all. I got a few calls. Like, you
0: see that shit? I was like, what? Like, this motherfucking hate going like, People, wasn't nobody saying nothing in the comments? But I was getting them emails. (laughs) I was like, "Wait, what?" I said, "He said what?" That shit was funny. Yeah. But now, but after I talked to you, after I talked to you, I "I don't buy my tongue. I was like, "Oh, this is how you meant it, but that ain't what you say." So yeah, I think that's how
1: how it looked. Yeah, Marlon. (laughs) Marlon. He put the he put the emoji eyes on on the post, and uh, you know, and and maybe. Go ahead.
0: We like nigga. What? I was like, oh no! going I don't think he knows me like that. We about to no because everyone's like, oh, that means somebody else should have won. And I was like, that is not how. No, that doesn't mean somebody else was supposed to win. i was like, thank you, Iceman. It means that they consider me safe enough for them at this point in time.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I I, 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 I fucked up. I was very wrong in how I worded it. Yeah. I don't know. That that's when that was also the. I think that was also the first year I didn't participate in it. After watching the previous years and watching how they were responding to us, so I don't know how how much different. Yeah, exactly. Because
0: I was. I'm, yeah, I'm not a. I wasn't safe. I wasn't a safe Negro. They did not choose the safe Negro at that time. They no. chose this outlandish black Liberace Elvis Presley looking ass woman in a cat suit talking about dick. <laughs> And <laughs> said, We'll take this one. And I was so <laughs> proud of that goddamn moment.
1: Yeah, and, and maybe maybe that was so, the spark right. of them starting to see us for, for talent. And maybe I just couldn't wrap my head around it because, it, I mean, like, the racism and the.
0: Here, here's you, Day Here's you. You was like this. You was like this. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. She's just so black. That's, that was you. That's how you acted. <laughs>
1: I didn't see, I didn't see us making it that far. Like that was, that you, were right, you were right. Yeah. I was fucking wrong. Okay. Like, I don't know. what Yeah. Maybe, again, maybe that was the start of them really starting to like, okay. Like we, we accept them in all shapes and sizes, but um, was I was absolutely wrong. wrong. <laughs> You're right. You're right about that. I haven't been wrong about a lot of, uh, things that I've said. Or uh, posted on facebook stuff like that but that was yeah. that was one i was definitely i was definitely <laughs> wrong about.
0: even your sister said it. i was laughing when we all were. how dare you bring up you people that, that agree
1: that. with you okay
0: like she's <laughs> yeah your sister's like yeah the way you said that yeah i was like mm-hmm, thank you but i said hey me and mike dapper had issues mike dapper talking about on stage i mean sitting right there laughing we, chill, like we, are, like we are grown now. We got kids, family. Ain't nobody tripping off for nothing stupid from when we was all coming up trying to make it. So, you no, know, it is what it is. Everybody's just in a different place in their lives and you move on and you make it and that's really all you can do right about now in this life. Life is too short.